0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Even as I work through the busiest season of my career, I have clung to this place of vibrance because I've stayed flexible, but stayed in alignment with how I want to feel. Do you need a new show to add to your rotation? Please do not miss No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzies Babatunde, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ashley is shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes, social media highlights, and job titles, humanizing success from the millennial perspective. Featuring guests from all walks of life, No Straight Path aims to inspire conversations around the nuanced perspective of success. Ashley recently dug into the topic of fulfillment with Sabrina Merchant. If you've ever wanted to make a hard pivot and pursue something completely new and different in your life and career, you need to listen to that conversation. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. I am so excited about today's topic. And if you would have asked me even six months ago, I probably wouldn't have been excited about today's topic because it is something in my life that I have been kind of dancing around for a very long time. And I think that You can dance around health for so long until it's like your check engine light, right? Your green light moments of like, wake up, we've got to prioritize. So many of you know that I have a book coming out June of this year. And when I initially started writing the book, I did everything backwards intentionally. I didn't have a book deal or an agent or anyone speaking what the book should be about. And initially, I started writing a business book. And even when I was writing a business book, which is not at all what my actual book ended up being, I had a section in the book on body positivity and self confidence and health. And one thing that I've realized in my journey as a woman, as a mom, as someone who has struggled with fertility, as an entrepreneur, is that the way that we feel in our bodies affects how we show up in every aspect of our lives, whether it is relationship, career, parenthood, friendship. The way that we feel in our skin changes our level of confidence. It changes the way that we qualify or disqualify ourselves for things. And it shifts what we believe to be possible for us as human beings. And so when I started the writing process, I knew that I really wanted to talk about body. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am not shy about sharing my celebrations of my body, but also my struggles with my body. And I have for over a decade. And what I love about talking about health is that it looks different for everyone. To me, I believe that there is no one size fits all, but there are tools and strategies and things that we can adopt into our lives to really enjoy our own journey towards a healthier version of ourselves. So, I referenced that I probably wouldn't have been excited to speak about this topic months ago, but I am very excited to speak about it today because I'm at a very interesting place when it comes to my own health journey. And I actually have been very dedicated to my health and wellness over this entire year, specifically coming through the postpartum period for a second time and needing the energy to chase a very busy toddler. And so at the beginning of this year, I always choose a word of the year. And this year my word was vibrant. It wasn't that I wanted to look a certain way or see a number on the scale or fit into a pair of pre-pregnancy jeans. I wanted to feel something. And we often talk about success on what things look like. Our, our goals are things that people could see and recognize. But what I've found is that a lot of times when we arrive in places in our lives where we're not happy or things don't feel the way we anticipated them feeling, it's because we were focused on what it looks like and not what it should feel like. And I was recently talking to a friend of mine who I am on a health journey with, and we talk openly about our own struggles as being busy entrepreneurs. And she said something to me. She said, I remember, Jenna, back in January when you were talking about your health goal, you just kept talking about the feeling. You didn't reference anything about what things would look like but that feeling. And so I want to ask you today to really ask yourself, how is it that you want to move through life? How do you want to feel? in your body, in your day to day, as you tackle the things that are on your calendar, as you chase your children, what do you want to feel? One thing that I think is fascinating when it comes to research around health habits is that when you proclaim your goal, you are far more likely to achieve it. So research from the American Society of Training and Development shows that when someone publicly shares their goals, they have around a 65% chance of success. However, having a specific accountability partner boosts that chance to 95%. And one thing that I've learned is that when I share my goals publicly, whether it is just speaking it to a friend or sharing it on the World Wide Web, I am far more likely to follow through. And so back in January, when I was on maternity leave, I shared that goal of wanting to feel vibrant, but I also gave myself a runway. One thing that I've learned when it comes to health is that a lot of times we want overnight fixes. Like we talk about things in the business world as overnight success. And if I've learned anything in my entrepreneurial journey, it is that overnight success does not exist. I call it over-decade success, which is something my friend Glow Tonmo also shares, over the decade. And I think the same goes for health. We are seeking those quick fixes, but when they don't happen, we often fall off the bandwagon. And so I have learned that I myself need a runway, whether it is to embark on a new project, embark on a new journey or a goal, or to really achieve something great. And so knowing that I was preparing for what has been and what will be the busiest season in my entrepreneurial career in the last four years in getting my book out into the world, I knew that I couldn't just wait until two weeks before and say, okay, now I will feel vibrant. Now I will do the things. I knew that I needed to give myself a runway. And so I want to ask you right now, do you recognize that you are on a runway on your health journey? Do you recognize that the things that you are doing today are preparing you for tomorrow, a month from now, and a year from now? Now, one thing that I think about often when it comes to bodies and health is that we as human beings get so focused on the what and the how. Have you ever seen an amazing before and after photo and you look at it and you think, what did they do? Or how did they get there? I saw this awesome before and after photo of someone who was on their own health journey and I clicked to the comment section and everyone was begging to know what and how, but nobody asked why. Not a single person in the comment section said, wow, look at your transformation. I want to know your why. And I've realized that in my own health journey, I've focused so much so often on the what and the how, and they never stuck. And the reason they didn't stick was because the why was never strong enough. If the why was only to fit into a certain pair of pants, to wear a certain size or to look a certain way, it's no wonder why the what and the how never stuck. And so when I thought about this year and what I envisioned for this year and this feeling that I wanted to embody, I had to come home to a really strong why, which is why I truly believe sitting here with you today, I can say that I am the healthiest I've been in a very, very long time. Now, one thing that we often forget about in life is that we change and change is a beautiful thing, though most of us are afraid of it. My why has shifted through the different seasons of my life. Earlier on during my fertility journey, my why was to be able to carry a pregnancy to term. Now my why is to be able to chase the toddler and feed the baby. And we often don't take a moment to pause and ask ourselves, what is my why right now? Why do I want to feel a certain way? Why do I want to feel better? Why do I want to feel energized? Why does vibrant strike a chord when I think about how I want to move through my day? Now, I don't know if this is for you, but it is for me. I often struggle to listen to health professionals when they have it all figured out when they are the after picture they are the walking after picture i cannot relate oftentimes because i always feel like i am in the middle (laughs) i am not the before and i'm not the after i am simply becoming and so when it comes to health i struggle sometimes to listen to the people who have it all figured out because i can't relate On an hour-by-hour basis, I am having these conversations with myself. Should I eat the mac and cheese or should I grab the banana? Should I move my body or should I take a nap? And so what's fascinating about being on this journey is that I hope that you understand that I'm coming to you from a place of I am in the middle. I'm neither the before or the after. I'm simply becoming. And so as we walk through this, I want to acknowledge the fact that health is a really complex thing. It's not just the weight on the scale or the metrics that is measured in a doctor's office, but a lot of times health is accompanied by traumas and cycles and rewards and punishments and failing and shame and all of these things that we carry with our physical body. And so when we dive into learning about health, I think it is important that we as human beings approach it from this place of understanding that health isn't just about fueling our body and moving our body, that health encompasses a lot of what we carry through life, grief, shame, happiness, joy. It all comes through our bodies and we all walk through and carry it. There's this line in my book that I love because I know that part of my health journey has been In the grieving process when we went through our pregnancy losses. And there's this line in my book that says that we're not meant to move on from our grief. We're meant to learn to move with it. We're meant to pick it up and carry it with us, getting stronger as we learn how to do that. We're meant to pick up our grief and have it be a passenger on this journey of life so that we can both look out the window and say we were moving together. And I know that for me, health is so much more than what people see. Health is so deep. And so the first thing I want to express and challenge you is when we think about our why, I want for us to make sure, one, that it's not embedded in society's expectation of why it is that we're in pursuit of health, but that we are making it at least three layers deep what I mean by this is that if you are someone like me who sometimes struggles to follow through, I need to make my why so anchored down so deep that I still show up. So for me right now, I'll give you my example and I want for you to imagine what yours is. But for me, some of the layers of the depth of my why right now include that I want my kids to see that health isn't optional. I want my kids to see that health is a priority. It is a part of our lives. That movement is something that happens because we make it happen. My why is that I want to feel good in my skin and beyond just feeling good in my skin. I want to feel good in my clothes. I want to feel free to move and dance and chase and run. My why is that I want to have the energy required to get my book out into the world. This two-year-long project that I have worked so hard on, I want to have the energy that it takes to show up in a way that will spread the mission and the message that were so important that I spent that long on it. Now, when you make your why three layers deep, if there's a day that one of those layers isn't sticking or strong enough, the other two will pull you through. And so I want for you to stack your why one on top of the other so that you tether yourself to that anchor on the days where it feels like you possibly cannot show up. Now, there are some hacks and some methods that you can utilize that I want to share that have been helpful for me on my journey because I spoke about this briefly and I don't know if you caught it, but oftentimes I've looked at health as a measure of reward or a measure of punishment i do good at work i celebrate and i eat i have a bad day at work i am dismal and i eat i you know move my body i celebrate and eat you know all of these things and so how can we take something that maybe has been an emotional trigger in the past and leverage it as a way to help encourage us forward so for example i have a favorite podcast that i listen to And I made it so that I can only listen to that podcast when I'm sitting on my Peloton. Now, I could be pedaling super slow, but I only get that reward when I'm in motion. You could do it with an audiobook. You could even put your favorite TV show on and sit and pedal or walk in place or use your wrist weights. But if you know that you're someone who has in the past been you know, propelled by this idea of reward or punishment, how can we reward ourselves for the healthier habits we're creating? If you can tie rewards in with immediate results, something that gives you that quick dopamine hit that we know doesn't last, it can help for you to create these long-term habits that you then are excited about ingesting. So the second piece of this habit puzzle is that I recently made a habit tracker. Now, Drew laughs at me because there was one day and I was like, I need to make a habit tracker. And it wasn't like I'm going to someday make a habit tracker. It was like, I need to go on Google right now and download a habit tracker and create it in this moment. And he was laughing at me because he's like, okay, you had this idea. Now you're doing it literally right now. But I was like, I need to start not only tracking the great things that I'm doing and the ways that I'm prioritizing my health, But I also need to post it in a place where it feels public. So I printed off just a very simple habit tracker and I started tracking things like taking my morning vitamins, taking my afternoon vitamins, 20 minutes of movement, eating breakfast, something that I struggle to do. Paying attention to these little habits that are helping me live into this idea of being vibrant And I posted it right next to our coffee maker. Now, I drink a cup of coffee a day, maybe sometimes two, but I know that my husband also drinks coffee and stands in the same spot while his coffee brews. Now, I didn't ask him to track my habits with me or to hold me accountable, but I needed to place it in a place where not only I would be seeing it, but I knew that someone else would be seeing. And a lot of times when we set goals, we create our habit trackers and we keep them private or in a drawer or pushed away. We don't actually follow through. And so I have this habit tracker right in our pantry with a pen attached to it. And I will literally get up in the middle of the day to mark off a habit because I am so proud of myself for doing that thing in the middle of the day. I can't even wait till the end of the day to say, look at what I did. And that feeling of pride is something that can propel you forward. Just like the feelings of shame have created these cycles where you commit to something, fall off the bandwagon, and then don't follow through. That same feeling of pride that we don't often allow ourselves to feel can propel you towards a healthier you. And so literally, I encourage you, go onto Google. There are so many free habit trackers and write in habits that you want to track. And here's the thing. Part of the reason why I did this, and this is so silly to admit, is that I am a person, I am a sucker for Instagram ads. Like I see like the face wand and I'm like, I need that. And then I see this mat and I need to lay on that. And then I see, and Drew will be like, what is this? And it comes in the mail. And I am so keen on proving to myself that I made a worthy investment, that I'm tracking all the gizmos and gadgets plenty that I have so that I can show to Drew, see, look at, see that thing that I bought. I'm using it every day. So literally on my habit tracker, it's like using that weird face wand thing that you ordered from a Facebook ad. Yes, I tracked that habit because I did it today, but I'm actually putting to use because how many of us have bought a piece of exercise equipment that soon holds laundry or that soon sits in our room as a source of shame because we didn't follow through. And so just as I'm willing to bet on myself when it comes to business, you better believe I'm going to prove to my husband that I'm a worthy investor when it comes to those things that I get suckered into via Facebook ads. So build a habit tracker and put it in a place where you will see it, but maybe invite other people to see it as well. You don't even need to say anything about it. Another thing that I think is really fascinating with habits is that a lot of times we aim to break a habit, right? Like we want to get rid of our sweet tooth or we want to stop eating in front of the TV. But one of the things that happens is habits run so deep. And so instead of trying to simply eliminate a habit, Scientists recommend replacing one behavior with another. So if there is something in your life where you're like, "Ah, this is a bad habit, or every time I do X, I end up doing Z, it's important that instead of just trying to break the bad habit, we figure out a different way to replace it. So one thing that I've been doing, I've been getting into something called biohacking. It's really nerdy health stuff. You guys aren't even going to recognize me. I'm going to be looking 22 again in no time for all of the silly things that I'm doing. But I have been sitting in front of a red light. I used to make fun of red light. I didn't understand it. I still don't fully understand it. And my husband made fun of it until I catch him literally cooking dinner in front of our red light therapy He'll literally prop it up and cook dinner in front of it because now he's a believer. But when I sit in front of it, it's just 10 minutes a day. I sit in front of it. I call my mom every day. It's my time to connect with my mom. And so when I sit down in front of the red light, I'm talking to my mom. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about time wasted. I am just adding this piece of my health in to a habit I already had. I used to sit on the couch and talk to my mom. Now I just sit in front of a light. So how can you make things easier for yourself? How can you figure out how to add in health in a way that doesn't feel like it is taking away from your life or adding more to your plate? One of the things that I mentioned that I used to really struggle to do was to just take my vitamins. Like you would have seen when I was pregnant and the doctor would be like, are you taking your prenatal and your fish oil every day? I'd be like, mm-hmm. but I have never been good at that. And so recently I was looking through our Tupperware drawer. You guys all have that drawer that has like the mismatched lids and like, I mean, it is just a disaster of a drawer. And I realized that we had leftover ice cube trays and I took out the ice cube trays and I said, I'm going to start putting my daily vitamins into these ice cube trays. Instead of having closed compartments or bottles in the cabinet, I'm literally going to organize and do a week's worth of vitamins in an ice cube tray. And I'm going to keep them sitting out where I see them. And so how can you invite in simple hacks into your life that allow you to build the muscle of habit? Because all of the times in the past when I've tried to become healthier, I haven't actually looked at, okay, what does my life look like? And how can I invite in ease or invite in invitations to create these better habits? And so now my husband also has an ice cube tray. We recently traveled and we were like, how do we bring our ice cube trays with on this vacation? And so we had tin foil and hair ties around them and we got to the hotel and we opened up our ice cube trays. And I was like, this is officially a part of our lives, but it is a way that we have invited in this ease and these reminders that we know we need in order to stay on track. With customer expectations at an all-time high, showing customer appreciation is more important than ever. From special discounts to customer gifts, there are a million ways to show customer love. But the one way you will always win is showing them you value their time. From the moment they engage, make things easy, like food delivered to your door without leaving the couch easy. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways that you can help your customers have a painless purchase experience. With full access to payment data, your team gets the full customer story, meaning they can provide the best possible service. And with directly embedded payment links, your customers can seamlessly purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. When it comes to health, people could tell me all of the information. You could give me the science. You could tell me eat more fruits and vegetables, eat less refined sugar. You could tell me all of these things, but I fail to execute on them until I understand how what you're telling me affects me personally. If you have followed me for a decade, you would know that back in the day, my entire brand revolved around macaroni and cheese. I love mac and cheese and having a toddler, I still love mac and cheese. But there was a line in my podcast intro about mac and cheese. You'd go to my website. You'd hear about mac and cheese. You'd scroll my Instagram. I had a weekly mac and cheese Monday post. I love mac and cheese. People used to send me pictures of mac and cheese every day. And when we went through our fertility journey and I was learning more about my body and I was understanding why things were not working in my current body, I learned within one day that I was not able to handle gluten. And all of a sudden my entire mac and cheese empire plummeted into a gluten-free zone. And it was fascinating because I went in to take the blood work that would tell me that I could no longer eat gluten. And as I sat outside of the lab, I called my sister and I said, I think yesterday I ate my last bowl of mac and cheese. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, I have this feeling. I know that my body will do better without this, but I've never had a strong enough why to stick with it. And so, for me personally, if I am struggling to understand or implement a health behavior in my life, I have to learn how a certain health activity or factor impacts me personally. I need to know my body cannot handle gluten to keep my hands off the mac and cheese. Can you believe that in the last five years, I have not had any gluten intentionally. The second I found out my body cannot do this, I dropped it cold turkey. There was no questions. I was all in. I understood for the first time in my life that my behaviors were impacting my health. And so if you are struggling in your health journey, I would highly, highly encourage you if you have the privilege and the resources to dig deeper into your own personal body and how what you do and what you put into it impacts it. I would encourage you to go out and seek out some of those answers. There are easy ways and there are also expensive ways to do this. And I have to acknowledge that it's not always accessible. In fact, so many of the health things that I'm learning in my current journey, it just kills me because it's not accessible for so many people. So you could start with free things like personality tests to help understand why you struggle to stick to the diet or why you struggle to follow through on certain things that you say you will, which are free, or you can dig in deeper and do things like blood work or work with a nutritionist or understand things like your blood sugar, like things that I never even knew about. Now, for me, I can't just learn general information. I couldn't just sit in a health class and implement the things. I know those things and I've known them all along. I just have never been able to implement them because I haven't been able to understand exactly how it affects me and my body. So I just encourage you, if you are in a place in your health journey and you are able to find or create access to answers for yourself, I would highly encourage you to do that. Back in January, I did something called like a metabolic tracker. And basically what it is, is it's tracking your blood sugar throughout your day. Everything you eat, your body responds to. And this was something where I literally need to see that the pizza creates different effects than the salad. I had to actually see how my body was doing that. And in learning that, I took that information forward in how I'm moving through my days. Like every time I think, oh, I'm gonna just eat pizza for a quick lunch or a lean cuisine, I think about, no, no, no. I remember that chart and what it did to my body. And now I'm gonna reflip and think of something else that might fuel me differently. One thing that we have to think about as we're learning about ourselves is our tendencies. And for me, when something adds more work to my plate, I get overwhelmed. And a lot of health is not something that just slides into our lives as they are. A lot of times health requires an investment of time. And so for me, in order to stick to something when it comes to health, I had to think about net time. What net time means is no extra time. So just as I sit in front of my red light and talk to my mom on the phone, I want for you to think about how can you combine things in your life to make your health habits happen without feeling like you have to totally change the way your day works or totally invest all of your spare time. So, you know, for example, if I am doing a call and somebody wants to do a Zoom, I'll ask, is video required? And if it's not required, I'll say, hey, I'm going to go on a walk while we're talking or I'm going to sit on my Peloton while we're talking. I don't want to be distracted by video and I'd love to just bring you along with me. Or if my daughter wakes up at the crack of dawn, which she does these days, as soon as the sun is out at five in the morning, I'll tell her you can stay awake as long as you play next to me while I do my bike ride. And she gets to watch mom move. And I say, you can move with me or you can move independently, but you are going to have to understand that if we're going to be up at this time of day, I'm going to use this time as something special. Know doing meditating while I am laying on a mat that is supposed to help heal my body. Like, I am trying to figure out ways to not like batch work, but to create health habits that require no extra time. And so, if you are often overwhelmed in your health pursuit, I want for you to think about how can we combine things? One thing we've been doing as a family is as soon as I'm done with work for the day, we go on a family walk. If I haven't gotten my movement in for the day, I know that come five o'clock, we are going to strap the ergo on and grab the stroller and we're all going to be outside together. This morning, I took my daughter Coco on a walk before school. And while it might not be an intense run or a sweaty yoga session, I'm still getting in that movement. It's small pockets of time, unlike my husband who will wake up and go work out for two hours. It's small stolen pockets of time, but it is time where I am with my children or present as a mom. Now, the next thing that I want for you to think about is where are you triggered or where do you usually fall off the bandwagon? The other day, I literally said the words mac and cheese and then lunch came around and I was like, now I want mac and cheese. It's how powerful our thoughts can be And so one of the places that I am often triggered is an airport. And I remember working with a nutritionist. She asked me something about when I travel. And I said, every time I travel, I usually get Chinese food at the airport. And she goes, do you have a memory around that? Or is there a reason why? And I said, I remember the first time I was ever on an airplane with my parents, I was 15 years old and it was such a big deal that we were going on an airplane that my parents were like, pick out whatever food you want. This is so exciting. And I chose Chinese food. And unknowingly, every time I was going to an airport, that same memory of that first experience triggered me into craving a certain thing. It wasn't about the Chinese food. It was about this memory of how important it was and how special it was that we were going to go on an airplane. And so I want for you to think about these certain areas where you feel like you get stuck or you're triggered and see if you can trace them back to a specific memory or a way that somebody spoke to you about this thing or, or an example in your life that you keep coming back to that has created this habit. So When I started my journey this year and when the world started to open up and I knew I'd be traveling more, I started planning in advance. Here's what I'm gonna eat at the airport. I'm gonna pack along a meat stick and a granola bar and I'm gonna have all of these different foods so that as I walk next to the Chinese restaurant in the airport, I can smile at the fondness of that first memory, but move forward and move past it knowing I have fuel. And it's so funny because even today, I'm looking right here, I have a banana sitting next to me. And on busy days, oftentimes I put off eating until I am ravenous and then I grab all of the things that are quickly accessible. And so I've had to start to learn, how can I plan in advance for the places that I genuinely get stuck or the places where I get tripped up? And so for me, It's thinking through and thinking forward on things of setting up systems that can support me in the places that I know I'm not as strong, where I know I'm tend or prone to get stuck. There's other examples like, you know, keeping fresh food out or Drew has been doing a really good job of prepping food for me. Or if he's making food for lunch, I'm like, just make a little extra for me because Even if I'm craving a certain thing, if I walk into the kitchen and there's a salad already made, I'm gonna grab that instead of gravitating towards the things that I usually gravitate towards. Even having things like grocery pickup or if you can, having delivery can help. We were laughing because we've gotten in the habit as a family that like Sundays are kind of our admin day. It's like church and then laundry and then grocery delivery, putting the groceries away, food prepping. We've kind of created this cycle in our lives And we were laughing because I'm like, we probably save so much money doing grocery delivery because we're not triggered to grab all those things on the end caps or we're not walking through the aisles and saying, oh, I'm just gonna grab that one bag of chips. And so I was like, while grocery delivery is an expense and we're lucky to be able to afford it, it also is saving us from ourselves mostly and saving us from those impulse purchases that once they're in our house, they are absolutely going to get consumed. And so how can you leave? lean on and leverage the tools in our lives that can help make health more accessible. And for us, that is looking at grocery delivery or even pickup so that we don't even go into the store and buy the things that we know we are prone to grab. Other things include having workout equipment at home, having the yoga mat unrolled, having the dumbbells sitting out. Sometimes I have to sleep in my workout clothes in order to convince myself to work out. And so understanding myself and saving myself from myself helps me to follow through. One of the things that I think we don't talk about often enough in personal development is understanding our personal preferences, but also having this level of self-awareness to carry us forward. When we are developing, there is this piece of personal development, aka the personal piece of developing that we often leave behind because we look to people who are ahead of us on the path, which is beautiful. But when we come back to our personal tendencies and preferences, our personal places of shame, our personal memories, it often will carry us so much further forward. I am self-aware enough to know that if I don't leave the sports bra and leggings out, I probably will gravitate towards the sweatpants and convince myself that I can't possibly work out because I'm wearing sweatpants today. So don't forget in your developmental journey to welcome the personal aspects that will tailor your journey to to be specific to who you are and the outcome you desire. So finally, I know our time is winding down. I want to encourage you on this. As I talked about at the beginning about having a runway, I want to encourage you to not try to change too much too fast. So this has been my problem in the past. I get really excited. I get really gung-ho and I go all in on something crazy, like wanting to work out four days a week for an hour every day. And then three days in life happens or I get busy or I oversleep and I beat myself up and I just let the whole goal go because I feel like who was I to possibly think I could do that? There are studies done that say that if you are doing just 20 minutes a day every day, It's going to benefit you more than going hard for one hour, four days a week, because that 20 minutes a day becomes this habit, becomes a routine, becomes a non-negotiable. You can convince yourself to do anything for 20 minutes. I often think of like when I'm on my exercise bike and the trainer is yelling at me like, you can do anything for 30 seconds. I'm like, yes, I can. And I can do anything for 20 minutes a day. And so don't change too much too fast if you know that you are prone to not follow through work on creating just some sort of consistency, even if it's 20 minutes a day. Right now in my life, my exercise goal is 20 minutes a day. Whether it's stretching or going on a walk or playing basketball or running, it is 20 minutes a day. And I have been able to stick to that goal and my little check mark on my habit tracker because I've created this natural rhythm where that is just an expectation. It's not a goal. You want to stay consistent, but stay flexible. So listen to this data. I think this is so fascinating. Consistency is important when establishing new habits, researchers say, but there is also a danger of being too rigid. So if you've ever done a diet where you're like, I'm cutting all sugar for the next 30 days, or I'm eliminating every carb, which neither of those are very healthy – So there is this study in which they did 2,500 Google employees. So we know these are high achievers. These are people that are in pursuit of personal development. They took 2,500 Google employees. They split them into two groups. One that received a reward if they went to the fitness center every day at the same time for a month. And another that received a reward for working out every day regardless of the time. And they had hypothesized that the group with stricter guidelines would build stronger habits. So I will go to the gym at 11 a.m. every day. But that's actually not what happened. In reality, when people in that group weren't able to go at their designated time, they ended up not going at all. Right? Have we done that where we're like, I'm going to do this thing and then that time of window passes. So guess what? I missed it. I'm not going to do it at all. Those in the other group with flexibility found another time. So 40 weeks later, people in the group that had more flexibility were still exercising more often than the people with rigidity. So I want to encourage you to invite life into your journey. Life requires flexibility. Life requires resilience. Life requires us to be adaptable. If you struggle to follow through, give yourself grace on the journey, but remain flexible. Flexibility is the only way that I've been able to stay in this feeling of vibrant, even as my toddler transitions to a big girl bed and wakes up 10 times in the middle of the night asking, is it morning yet? Even as I work through the busiest season of my career, I have clung to this place of vibrance because I've stayed flexible, but stayed in alignment with how I want to feel. Now, the last thing is timing matters. We have been told by society for so long that we have to wait for a new year to start. But there are so many places in our lives where we can invite in new energy, whether it's the start of a week, a Monday, a new year of life, a new quarter, a new moon. And so I want for you, whatever you need to do to welcome in that newness, to really harness that new energy, I want for you to do that and to start moving ahead with confidence. Changing habits means disrupting your current routine. So it is going to be more effective for you to add new behaviors or remove unwanted ones when other big things are happening, when more energy is in your life. So just as I am busier than ever, I am now prioritizing health more than ever because it all ties back to a very strong why. So harness that new energy. Let today be that new day that starts to move you forward on a journey that helps you to feel good and not just look good. I hope that this inspires you. I hope that you remember that I am on this journey with you. And I just want to say thank you for showing up for yourself and for your life and for your future. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast.